What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Wyman Podcast. Thank you for listening, however you are listening, whether it's on the Anchor app, which I record all my episodes on, on Spotify. I'm also available on Google Play and Pocket Cast, uh, Breaker, and Radio Public. Um, but no matter how you're taking my content in, I do always appreciate it and always thank you. Um, today I'm going to dive in, going to get into the Money in the Bank pay-per-view tonight for WWE. Or tomorrow night, when I say tonight. Tomorrow night, um, recording this on Saturday. I want to do a little preview, a little prediction show, a little uh, breakdown of some some of the more important matches. Not going to get too in detail over everything, but um, there are a lot of good matches. I do. Um, I am excited for this card. I'm looking forward to this card. A lot of big title matches. Obviously, the two uh, Money in the Bank ladder matches. Those are always big. Um, so tomorrow the the show will start at six. Got a pre-show and the main card. You know the regular show will start at seven Eastern. Um, they're going to be in the XL Center in Hartford, Connecticut. They do have a total from according to the website. They do have a total of eleven matches. So um, you know hopefully it's a fast-paced show. Those those ladder matches usually take up a good amount of time. Usually about a half hour, forty-five minutes, and they have two of them to get through. So um, hopefully it's a pass a uh, fast-paced show, and you know they don't run till like midnight or one in the morning or something, which I don't think they will for these. I think some of these matches will be fairly quick and uh, simple. Um, I'm gonna start. I'm not gonna go necessarily in order. I'm gonna go in order which um, you know down the match card or which matches I think are gonna be first to last, which matches should kick off the show, which match should main event. Um, you know, that's how I'm going to go. Um, I have to start with Daniel, Bryan, and Eric Rowan versus the Usos for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships because that has already been confirmed for the uh, pre-show match. That's being advertised at the pre-show match. So I'm assuming they're only doing one since they're only advertising one. Um, which leads me to believe that um, Daniel, Bryan, and Eric Rowan are going to win this match. It's probably going to be... A good match, a solid match. It's not going to be a 25-minute, you know, uh, classic. Like, you know, these four guys definitely could turn in a 25-minute classic if they needed to, but I don't think it's needed here in the pre-show. I was kind of surprised it's on the pre-show um, just because of the names. You know, the Usos are one of the best tag teams in, uh, you know, WWE history. Arguably, you know, just wrestling history overall. Um, with all the accolades and accomplishments, and they're still going strong. They're still, they switched their gimmick up, and they're on the top of their game still, um, in the ring and on the mic. But, you know, you also have Daniel Bryan, who was just a WWE champion and uh, headed into WrestleMania. And um, I'm surprised I'm surprised these four guys found themselves on the pre-show, but it'll be a good match. I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, and I do have Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan retaining. I don't think they're going to have them drop the belts on the pre-show. They just got uh, crowned the, the championships, um, what was it, about two or three weeks ago on SmackDown when um, when they were uh, vacated by the by the Hardy Boys from uh, Jeff's injury. So, um, yeah, I think Daniel and Rowan re- uh, retain here and probably hold those belts for a little while, at least until SummerSlam or maybe even Survivor Series. I think, I think Daniel and Rowan could have a good run with those. Because, you know, Eric Rowan could wrestle, Daniel Bryan could obviously wrestle, and Daniel Bryan's the mouthpiece. You know, he could talk. So, I mean, I think I think there'll be a solid tag team for SmackDown here in the next couple months. 
Um, so that would be the pre-show. And then what I think is going to kick off the card is uh, Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's title. And the only reason I say that is because Becky has two matches. So I think it's better for them um, to spread the matches out to get um, to sort of get two reactions for Becky to kind of, you know, in the opening, the opening, the crowd's going to be hot and heavy for anybody who comes out. But I think, you know, obviously Becky's really over. She's the most over female right now. And Lacey Evans is pretty over too as a heel. So I think if they put those two out right away, um, you know, Becky will get the big pop. The crowd will be fired up. Um, I'm going to pick Becky to win. I just don't think Lacey Evans is, um, not that she's not ready to be a champion, but I just don't think, um, I just don't think she's ready to, to beat somebody of the caliber of Becky Lynch, if you get what I'm saying. You know, Becky's just on top of the world right now. She just beat Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania um, in April. I don't think she's going to turn around and lose to Lacey Evans, who this is like, I think this is Lacey Evans' like first pay-per-view match that I know of. Um, she hasn't really had a match on a pay-per-view that I could remember. So I don't, I don't think Becky's going to lose. I think it'll be a good match. I think, you know, I think Lacey Evans will, will get pretty physical in there with her like she does with a lot of people, but I think Becky will come out the winner. And, um, you know, like I said, that'll get the crowd hot. That'll wake the crowd up. Um, especially if Becky wins. That'll, that'll really help the crowd. Um, after that, after that, I'm going to have to throw one of the ladder matches in there. I think they're going to go with the men's first. Um, you know, a lot of big names. And I think this will be the, the longer one of the, of the two. Not saying that the women can't work longer, but I think um, it's just the risk of the injuries and the stuff that the females could actually do. You know, there's no female that could do stuff like Ricochet can or, um, you know, Mustafa Ali or even Sienna Finn. Now, Naomi's pretty good. You know, Naomi could do that stuff, but she's just one girl. She can't carry an eight-person eight match for 40 minutes. I don't think she can anyway. I mean, shit, maybe she can, but... I wouldn't want her to do that because that would just put so much strain on her body, and um, you know. So I think they, I think they uh, have a quick match with Becky and Lacey in the beginning, maybe like ten, fifteen minutes. Then they transfer over to the uh, to the men's ladder match to probably cl- probably close out the hour, leading us into the eight o'clock hour. Uh, so you got Ricochet, Sami Zayn, Drew uh, McIntyre, and Baron Corbin from Raw. And then from SmackDown, you got Randy Orton, Mustafa Ali, Intercontinental Champion Finn, Balor, and Cien Andrade, Cien Almas. Um, This one's really hard for me. I see a lot of people picking Drew. I see a lot of people picking uh, Finn, Cien. I see a lot of people all over the map on this one. It could go a lot of different ways with this one. But I think they have to absolutely eliminate Baron Corbin and Randy Orton. Those are two guys that should not win it. Randy Orton doesn't need anything to win anything. It's good that he's in the match. It definitely, you know, it's a good it's a big name to have in the match. But he does not need to have that briefcase. He does not need to have another title run. Any more title opportunities. They got too much talent to worry about putting this briefcase on Randy Orton. They could literally go pff, at least five or six different ways in this one. Like I said, as long as they don't put it on Randy or Baron, because I think Baron's going to be the next challenger for the Universal title. Um, 
I don't think he needs a briefcase. We've already seen him with a briefcase, and he fucked it up. He didn't, you know, he cashed in and got rolled up by Jinder Mahal on a SmackDown, you know. So I don't think they need to, like, try to fix it or redo it. You fix it by getting him in a title line, a title uh, storyline. You don't fix it by giving him another briefcase, and you know, because then that brings up the, all the memories and shit like that. Baron Corbin needs to be, you know, in the next title hunt, so he doesn't need the briefcase. Um, next on the list, uh, Ricochet and Mustafa Ali. I don't really think they're ready. They've been on the roster for a little while. Um, you know, Ricochet was doing his thing with Alistair, and Mustafa Ali was on 205 Live, and then uh, hopped over, you know, hopped up to the SmackDown Live roster, which they've been doing good. You know, they've all been, do- they've both been doing good. No hate on them. They're two of the best workers that they got, especially in this match. They're going to do some crazy shit with those ladders uh, in this ladder match. Ricochet and Mustafa Ali are really going to be the two one- two guys, you know, uh, doing all, like, the OMG moments and shit like that. But I just don't think they're ready to win. Um, not right now. They need they need more time to, to grow and to be pushed a little more. Um, so that eliminates Randy, Corbin, Ali, and Ricochet. So now I'm down to Sammy, Drew, Finn, and Cien. Um, this is what I'm talking about where they could go any kind of way with this one. I don't think you put it on Drew. Um... Just because I, I I think Drew's too much of it's like kind of, it's when they put it it's like when they put it on Braun, it's like does Braun really need to cash in? You know he's such a big, uh, bad kind of dude. You know I I don't I don't really see um, you know Drew McIntyre shouldn't need a prop or like a gimmick to get a title, or to win a title match. You know what I mean? It's just I don't know. I like I said Baron Corbin should be next up for the Universal Belt, but if not, then it has to be Drew. Like, those two are right in line for the title, so I don't see why you put the briefcase on them. I mean, of course, you know, the backstage, you know, Vince and all them love them, you know. So, I mean, that always comes into play with these kinds of things. You know how the politics work in uh, WWE. But you got to say, um, you know, you got to really say and, and think, you know, how much does that money in the bank really help Drew? You know, it didn't really help Braun when he had it. It didn't help Corbin when he had it. Like, these big guys that get it, it just kind of makes them look, like, kind of fucking cheesy. Like, dude, you're already six foot eight, you know, 280 pounds, and then you're going to come out and, you know, try to win a, a title match off a briefcase cash-in. Like, it just, I don't know. I mean, they could. I'd be happy for Drew. I like Drew. I wish they, you know, I wish they would give him a title, you know, and if this is the only way, then I guess that's, damn, I guess that's cool. But I just don't see how... um how he could really benefit from that. Um, and on, you know, Finn Balor, he's already the IC champ. I think, uh, I don't think he's, he's really needing of a WWE title, you know, opportunity or cash in. I think, you know, once again, it's like Drew, it'd be cool. I love Finn. You know, I, you know, it'd be cool for him to get it. I just don't think, um, he's already the IC champ, so I don't really think he needs something else to carry around something else to push him you know he's already got that ic title he's had it for a little bit now i think he won it back in uh i'm trying to remember if he won it at wrestlemania or before that but he's he's had it for a few few weeks maybe even a few months now good old finn balor um so that leaves me me personally my two choices were Sami Zayn from raw and cn from smackdown um, they could go any fucking way they want to go with this. I think both are good heels. 
Um, Sammy could talk, and Cien has Zelina to talk for him if he wins it. Um, they're both going to hold on to the briefcase and, uh, you know, make it mean something and keep you on the edge of cashing it in for, you know, two months, four months, maybe five, seven months. You know, um, I always like these better on heels. Like I said before, the Money in the, Bri- Money in the Bank briefcase should be put on a heel. It's just a heel um, gimmick. It's like a heel storyline. Like, you know, you don't really see a lot of good guys running in at the end of a match to to steal somebody's title. You know, a lot of bad guys, you know, Edge, uh, CM Punk comes to mind, you know, Dolph Ziggler comes to mind, you know, those kind of guys like that. Um, you know, when they were real, real bad, real, real bad guy heels, they were, um, they were the best with those money in the bank contracts. He was Seth Rollins, even though everybody liked it, Seth Rollins was the bad guy when he did that, you know, after turning on the shield and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I think um, I was leaving CN until they put Sammy in this match. And then it's like, damn, well, why the fuck? You know, why would they put Sammy in for Braun, you know, if Sammy's not going to win? Um, but then it seems too obvious. Then, I, then I'm thinking, well, shit, now Braun doesn't have anything to do. So Braun could end up coming down and beating the hell out of Sammy and Drew and uh, Baron anyway and taking all three of those guys out. You know, so I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just going to go with Sammy just for the principle of it. I could see, see now the way they did it on Raw was Baron and Drew uh, helped Sammy beat Braun. So now what they could do in Money in the Bank, what I would do to kind of uh, wrap that up, would have Braun come down, you know, try to beat up Sammy, but, you know, somehow get distracted by Baron and Drew again. He beat, you know, Braun beats the shit out of uh, Baron and Drew for, you know, cu- you because know, realistically they cost him the match too, just as much as Sammy did, because they interfered in that match on Raw, and that uh, falls kind of anywhere match. So they go, and, um, you know, Braun gets tangled up with those two, and then they, those two end up fighting, and then, you know, nobody sees it or nobody notices, uh, you know, Sammy climb up the ladder and grab the briefcase, and then Sammy walks away. So now you have Drew and Baron got screwed because they let Sammy in the match, and he won. And then uh, Braun still never even got back at Sammy yet. And Sammy ended up winning. After taking his spot, he won. So now you're going to have all three of those guys after Sammy. And, you know, Sammy will take that and run with it. That'll be a great a great little storyline, I think, if they want to go that route. I think that's how you do it. You know, you got to get Braun involved somehow. You can't just not be on the card after losing his spot, you know, six days before the event. But um, I do pick Sammy. I'm rolling with Sammy. Probably not going to happen. They're probably just going to have Braun come out and slam him through the fucking stage. Through the fucking arena flooring. Down into the earth. The core of the earth. Braun's going to slam Sammy. But I'm being optimistic and uh, seeing a little fancy booking. Seeing how they could get that briefcase on Sammy Zane. Um, if not, as long as Randy Orton don't win, I don't care. Anybody but Randy. Okay, so... After that ladder match, they're probably gonna have to slow some shit down. They might go Joe and Ray. Samoa Joe and Ray Mysterio at the, for the, uh, US belt. I think Samoa Joe's gonna win. Um, I don't really see... I don't really see why taking the belt off of him and putting it on, uh... 
putting it on um Ray's kind of like eh you know it's like it's like Randy like Ray's done so much in his career Royal Rumbles and t- world titles and you know Samoa Joe's still trying to build his uh WWE resume so I think I think he'll keep the belt I mean I wouldn't be shocked if Ray won but I, th- I think Samoa Joe will win and keep keep the uh keep the U.S. title around his waist um then after Joan Ray I think they're gonna go I think they're gonna go Miz and Shane in the steel cage match um another solid story um you know two bit two big names just like Joan Ray um I think this one's one of the easier ones to pick I think Miz is gonna win um it's in a steel cage so they might do something shady I don't know who would really come out and help Shane maybe like Bobby Lashley I'm guessing Bobby Lashley, because I didn't see him um, looking at the card again. I didn't. I didn't see Bobby Lashley really doing anything on Sunday, so I suppose he's going to come out. Because if you remember, Shane interfered in a match with Miz and Bobby Lashley about two weeks ago on Raw. So maybe you know. So maybe Bobby Lashley's like in Shane's back pocket. Even though they are in a steel cage, you know. I think Miz will still somehow win, but I think Bobby Lashley either comes out or gets involved or maybe attacks Miz after the match. You know, however they want to do it. Um, um, if they if they let Shane win again, which is um, man, I don't know. They they're gonna give Shane the belt, I guess, if they let Shane win again, because he already beat Miz at the uh, WrestleMania. I don't think they I don't think they let Shane win again. There's no way. I'm surprised they're even doing another match, but. Maybe it's going to let Miz get a win, which I think they should. Um, after that, after that, after that, yeah, two matches. Yeah, it could slide into the, uh, to the, uh, what do you call it, the women's ladder match. You got Dana Brooke, Naomi, Natalia, and Nikki Cross replacing Alexa Bliss. Those are the four from Raw. So Nikki Cross replaces Alexa Bliss, um, along with Natalia, Naomi, and Dana Brooke from Raw. Yeah, Bailey, Carmella, uh, Mandy Rose, and Ember Moon from SmackDown. Um, I would like Ember Moon to win it. That's the only one I really want to see win it from SmackDown. I've already seen Carmella win it. She was great with it. She had a contract for 287 days last year. Um, you know, she cashed in and won. She was great. I love her with it. But now it's time for somebody else to get it. So I don't. Um, I'm not sold on Carmella. I'm not really sold on Bailey just because her promos are kind of weak, and I don't think she's really over as as much as she used to be about like a year or two ago. Um, Mandy Rose just isn't ready. I don't think. I don't. I mean, it's another thing. You know, they like her backstage and obviously all that, but I just don't think. Um, I don't think she's ready to have something like the briefcase. So from really from SmackDown, only one I would really put up there is Ember Moon. But I don't think they're going to put it on her either. The way they've been pushing her and the way they treat her, you know, just on TV and the storyline she's in, I don't think she's going to, you know, they're, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. I don't really see anybody from Raw either. Um, Naomi and Natalia, maybe. Maybe Naomi and Natalia, just because they've been there so long, you know, they're credible. You know, they could... Um, you know, carry the briefcase for a little while and then end up winning the title and carry the title for a while. But um my pick is uh my pick is Nikki Cross. I think they they're gonna 
I don't know if they're going to be, like, shock the world, but I think it's going to have a whole thing where she replaces Alexa. It's kind of like the Sammy and Braun thing, almost. Um, almost on the same the same line as Nikki replaces Alexa, and when Nikki wins it, you know, well, then now we got beef with Alexa because, you know, Alexa's like, well, that was my spot, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, that should be my briefcase, and maybe they have Alexa fighter for the briefcase. You know, they already have a storyline built in with, you know, without even including the briefcase. So you could have Nikki Cross do a whole storyline with Alexa about the briefcase and still have her keep the briefcase for a few months. And then, you know, and then she'll be on to, I mean, it's like, you know, TV that writes itself for the next six to ten months, maybe even a year, depending on how long you wanted to have the briefcase. But I think she wins. I like Nikki Cross. A lot of people like Nikki Cross. I think she's the most popular one in this match, looking at it. I mean, you know, there's still their Bailey fans and their Ember Moon fans, but I think Nikki Cross is by far the most popular. And um, I'm going to pick her. I'm going to go with her. Um, next up, so after that ladder match, after that ladder match, they're probably going to do the cruiserweights, Tony Nese versus Davari. Tony Nese is going to win. I don't, I never liked Davari. I never liked the other Davari. I never, I don't like this Davari. I just don't like them. They're both fucking ugly. Um, I don't think, uh, I don't think Tony Nese, Tony Nese just won the belts. I don't think he should drop it, you know, on this next pay-per-view, especially to Davari. Um, yeah, give me Tony Nese in that one. I don't know who that is. So after that, oh man. I'm trying to think here. So after that, we'll go. Man, see, this is where the matches get tight. After that, I think we'll go Roman and Elias. Just because it's not really a title match. And I think Roman should win fairly quickly. I mean, they're not. I don't think he's gonna squash Elias, but I don't think it's gonna be a thirty-minute, you know, uh, technical wrestling match either. Probably a few spears and a few Superman punches, maybe a Samoan drop or two, and uh, you know, that'll be it for Elias. Unfortunately, I wish I could pick Elias, but just the way they've been booking this whole thing, Roman's gonna win, and he will be moving on to something else, something else, something else. I think. I think unless Shane interferes but I think if they do the Shane and Miz uh, cage match I don't know maybe you could do Shane could do a distraction or maybe uh, instead of Bobby Lashley interfering with Miz and Shane maybe Bobby Lashley could interfere with the Roman Elias match and that could set up for a Lashley Roman uh, feud for the summer that's interesting that I did not think of I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, well, Roman's just going to beat the shit out of Elias, and then what? He's not going to fight, you know, for the Universal Belt, I don't think. But, um, damn, I didn't think of maybe maybe Roman and Bobby Lashley for a summer, a nice little summer rivalry to close it out at SummerSlam. Two big-name guys, you know. Damn, they could do that shit. Yeah, that's what I think they'll do now that I think about it. I think Roman's still going to win, but they'll have Bobby Lashley get involved somehow. I don't think I'm gonna change my mind. He's not gonna get involved in the Miz and Shane match. Yeah. Damn, I didn't think of that shit. Um, what do we got left? Boop 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 do do do. 
Okay, well, all right, so let's do Roman Elias. I think Kofi and Kevin will be next. Uh, a lot of a lot of debates on this one. Um, you know, they're playing that whole angle where Kofi can't do it by himself. You know, he needs a new day. This and that, that and this. But I think Kofi just won that belt, so I don't know. I don't know. He's so you know he's so popular, and the new day is so popular. And um, I think they're gonna keep the belt on Kofi. And I do love Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is probably my favorite wrestler. Um, you know, just the mic work, the in ring work, the athletic ability. You know, he's a little on the chubby side. Still, probably more athletic than a lot of guys, especially in the ring. Um, but I just. Um, I just don't see them taking off Kofi right now. Now, Kevin might win in the future. Maybe the New Day gets involved again somehow and, you know, screws him over and then Kevin gets another shot, you know, down the line. Maybe. Maybe Kevin will win it in the future, but right now I don't think... I think it's too early to take it off Kofi. When you get a guy that was that hot and that, you know, struck that kind of fire that quickly, you got to keep it burning for a little longer than, uh, you know, six weeks eight weeks you gotta let it you gotta let it uh, really simmer down really keep the fire burning and uh yeah i'm gonna go with kofi on that one to retain the wwe championship for smackdown live um two matches left the next one i think they're gonna do is becky lynch versus charlotte flair now becky we already went over becky i think becky's gonna open the show against Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's title. I think Becky's going to beat her later in the night here. Um, kind of like the co-main event, if you want to call it that. Uh, Becky versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. And I think Becky loses this one. Um, you know, it's a, it's a layup to book it. You just say, you know, hey, she already had a match tonight, you know, against Lacey, and maybe Lacey attacks her after the match. Or something happens, you know, where Becky's all hurt and banged up. And, you know, I don't know if I could do it. And, um, you know, Charlotte ends up taking advantage and she wins. Um, I think this is just the best because you have to separate those two fucking belts. Because they obviously don't want to combine them. Because they kept them separate this whole time since WrestleMania. Now, when when I did that at WrestleMania, I thought, okay, maybe they're going to combine them and do one division. Well, no, now we just have Becky on both shows doing Raw and SmackDown. Like I said, it's wearing her out. You could see it. It's wearing her out, and it's wearing the fans out. Because now you're hearing the same, you know, uh, promos, and you're seeing the same stuff twice a week now, two days in a row, on a Monday night and then on Tuesday night. They have to separate the titles. They definitely have to separate Becky and Charlotte. This has to be their last match for, like, years. Like, and I, I really mean that, like, years. Like, the same thing they did with Charlotte and Sasha, uh, you know, a few years back when they moved Charlotte to SmackDown and kept Sasha on Raw. This is the same thing they got to do because Becky and Charlotte is so overplayed with the crowd and the audience. And, you know, it's always a good match. There's nothing against the girls. It's always a good match. But, you know, it's always a good storyline. But it's just how many times can you watch it? How many times can you watch it? And they're really pushing it over the limit. Um, Let Charlotte win the belt. Go back to SmackDown. Keep Becky on Raw with her... Uh, raw women's belt and um you know that would be the end of them for at least uh, i mean please two years three years please enough with them too 
Um, yeah, then like I said, even after that, they could go with the whole storyline of, well, this is Becky's second match, you know. You know, arguably Charlotte's the harder competitor, you know, of, you know, obviously way more experienced and uh, way more accolades on her resume than Lacey Evans has. So, I mean, it's a really layup to book it. I could be totally fucking wrong and have the thing ass backwards and, you know, Becky could beat Charlotte first and then Lacey could beat Becky in the main event. I don't fucking know. I just think this is how they're going to do it. This is how they should do it. This is how I would do it. Um, and it's the right way. You don't care what anybody says. No, I'm kidding. I think it's the best way. But um, So then that's done. And then you have your main event. Uh, your main event, which I think should be the main event, the Universal title. And you actually have a, a main event with the Universal title that doesn't feature Brock Lesnar. And it's amazing, and it's wonderful, and it's Seth freaking Rollins versus the phenomenal AJ Styles. Yes. Um, I think Seth wins this one. I think this will be a, net, a match with uh, at least 20 to 30 minutes, if not more. It's going to be a good match. You're going to have good storytelling, going to be good physicality. It's just going to be a solid, solid match throughout the whole night, throughout the whole uh, uh, duration, I should say. And, you know, this could be match tonight. Um, it's debatable. To I think either that or the uh, men's ladder match is going to be match tonight. I'm kind of leaning towards this one because sometimes those eight men's, those eight men, uh, eight men contests could get sloppy. You know, it's obviously a lot more crisp and a lot more smooth when you only got to work with, worry about two guys staying on the same page rather than eight guys staying on the same page. But, um, yeah, this is going to be a good one. I, I want Seth to win. I want Seth to have that belt for a while, long overdue. Uh, for him being Universal Champ, Brock Lesnar had it on a, on a, you know, boat had a uh, boa constrictor grip on that Universal belt for a while, a long time, way too long. Um, so I hope Seth has the belt for a while, not as long as Brock. I don't think anybody should have a fucking one belt for that long, but not in today's age with some all the all these. All this talent they have and all these guys they have that there shouldn't be a champion for 500-something days. I'm sorry. You know, it just shouldn't shouldn't happen like that. But now we're moving on to bigger and better things. Seth Rollins, hopefully he wins. If he doesn't, nah, fuck it. I like AJ too. AJ's cool. I just don't think they're going to take it off Seth yet unless something happens with, uh, you know, maybe they have the good brothers run in and help Seth or something. But I don't know if they'll do that. Or help AJ, I should say, beat up Seth, uh, Gallows, and Anderson. But I don't think they'll do that. So I got Seth. Uh, okay, a little recap. Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan win the SmackDown tag titles or keep them. Then I got uh, Becky kicking off the show, beating Lacey Evans, retaining the the Raw Women's title. Then I have Sami Zayn winning the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, who the fuck did I say after that? I think I did Joe vs. Ray after that. I have Samoa Joe keeping his U.S. belt. I got Miz uh, beating the Shane inside of a steel cage. I got Nikki Cross in the spot of Alexa Bliss. Remember that? She took Alexa Bliss' spot. Don't forget. Nikki Cross going to win the uh, women's Money in the Bank ladder match. 
And I got Tony Nice retaining his, uh, what do you call it, cruiserweight belt. Charlotte Flair winning the SmackDown women's title. Uh, Roman beating Elias. Kofi retaining his WWE title. And Seth retaining his Universal title against AJ Styles. Now you see a lot of guys, I think I have everybody retaining their belt besides Becky. And this is what happens when you crown... Now, WrestleMania, now remember WrestleMania, they, oh my god, there's seven new champions, there's, I think it was seven, or there's six new champions, blah, 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 you know. Well, this is what happens now, because now everybody's got the same amount of time as, as champs. So you don't want to take those belts off on the first pay-per-view, you don't want to have Kofi drop his belt, or Seth drop his belt, you know, because they just won at WrestleMania. Or, um, what do you call it, you don't want Becky to drop a belt, but I think she has to drop one, she's still going to retain hers and then drop a SmackDown belt. You know, like I said, Daniel and Eric Rowan just got the tag titles two or three weeks ago. So, what? you know, you don't want them to drop the belt on the pre-show. So, you know, you're going to see a lot of retains. But it's still going to be an exciting night, I think, cause just because of the Money in the Bank. Um, you know, Money in the Bank ladder matches, once you know who has those briefcases, and it's always, you know, a sense of urgency. Um, other than that, I don't know if anybody gambles on this stuff. I wouldn't recommend it because you don't know what the hell is going through these guys' minds. These odds change all the time. But I looked early this morning. Um, if you really want, if you really want some odds, uh, Drew McIntyre was the favorite for the men's at minus 120. So you'd have to bet 120 bucks, and you get 100 back. So Drew McIntyre is a big favorite. Uh, Cien is the second. Um, Sammy's the third. At plus 900. So my pick was Sammy. So I would have to put 100 bucks down. And if Sammy did in fact win. I'd get 900 beans. 900 bucks. I'm not doing that though. But if you guys are interested. Um, all the other numbers are pretty crazy. Charlotte. Uh, Becky's a, 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 a slight favorite. She's minus 125. Over Charlotte's 115. So you have to put down 125 to win 100 on Becky, 115 to win 100 on Charlotte. So Becky's a slight, slight favorite now. When I think Charlotte's going to win, that'd be my biggest bet. My best bet would probably be Charlotte minus the 115. Um, then I can't really recommend Nikki's plus 1800. Nikki Cross, Sami Zayn's plus 900. Even Seth is minus 460. I mean, there's no real... Um, if you want to, I wouldn't mind betting Cien at plus 225 if you want to do it for the men's. That's not bad. Sami Zayn at plus 900 kind of scares me. I, like, I want to bet, but I'm like, damn, plus 900. Shit. But these odds change all the time. That was when I checked them this morning. So I'm sure by tonight and then tomorrow morning and then tomorrow afternoon, like these odds are always changing off of what people hear and what people think. You know, what direction Vince is going and what the writers changed and all that stuff. So you gotta look you gotta really know what you want and get the number. Like if I really like Sammy and I knew Sammy was gonna win and I wanted Sammy to win and all that, you know, I'd just bet the plus nine hundred. Cause as you get closer the lines get more um accurate. So Sammy might be only plus 300 tomorrow, you know, because somebody got word that Sami Zayn's gonna win, you know, backstage or whatever. But that'll be it. I'm excited for the Money in the Bank. I hope. Um, I was gonna try to do a live show. I don't know if I'll be able to, cause I work, you know, 
my work schedule is really early and uh on monday mornings sunday nights so if i don't do a live show i'm definitely gonna do a recap and a uh you know reaction show on money in the bank um and that's it i want to thank you guys for joining me i hope you guys enjoy the show i hope you guys you know um are satisfied with money in the bank hope you guys are satisfied with my podcast also that'd be good um don't forget to give me a follow shout me out on twitter at wyman podcast y-m-a-n podcast one on twitter wyman podcast one and on instagram at wyman podcast you can find me on either one usually at any time you know my dms are open my comments are open like my post share my post retweet repost fucking follow do all that shit fuck it you know what's the big deal just, all you gotta do is just hit the button and you close the app you know just hit the button that's it don't change your life ain't no life changer send me any kind of uh questions comments you know get them on the show if they're good enough and if i think they're uh you know relevant to the podcast that i'm doing and i'll be happy to answer any questions you guys got comments um, thoughts maybe you guys have a better way to book this fucking money in the bank shit um maybe you guys want to sound off on the nfl team or nba team whatever you got i'm all down for it i'm all i'm all in on it so um once again thank you guys for listening i do appreciate all the listeners all the support all the love and i will if I don't catch you tomorrow night, like I said, I'll definitely catch you guys Monday for the uh, Money in the Bank reaction and recap show. Till then, talk to you guys later. Thanks.